0: Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Decades ago, I started growing food in my front and backyard, and I realized that my mission in life is to inspire and empower others to grow their own nutrient dense, healthy organic food. Because of this, a lot of people have come to me with their gardening questions over the years, and that got me thinking. What if we put together a community that would help budding gardeners blossom? So I finally made the idea a reality with my Urban Farm U member program. Each month, your membership includes three live online events, a monthly class, a chit chat with an expert, and a monthly coaching session, plus access to the experts on our member page and a significant discount on our signature courses. I'm deeply committed to transforming our global food system, and I do this by empowering you to grow your own food. The Urban Farm Membership Program is a simple way to get going. Please join me in transforming your food system today. To learn more, go to urbanfarmmembership.org or text MEMBERSHIP to 33444. That's urbanfarmmembership.org or text MEMBERSHIP to 33444. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Storm Kirk to talk about her experience with building community through organic gardening. Storm lives on the South Fork of the Consumnus River in Northern California with her husband, Alan, and their youngest child, Savannah. She is the founder of Wings on the Wind Healing Arts Center and Sanctuary. The center is located on her organic farm where they raise food, herbs, alpacas, and chickens. She has a bachelor's degree in metaphysical science, is an ordained minister, a health practitioner, artist, author, herbalist, and Reiki master. She has certifications in advanced pastoral psychology, herbology, reflexology, acupressure, crystal healing, vibrational healing, flower essences, and survival skills. She authored a book, a pocket full of angels, and self-published it in 2014. Welcome to the show today, Storm.
2: Thank you, Greg. I'm glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited to have a conversation with you. So I just shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at now?
2: Okay. Pretty simple. Um, Bought my my very first home when I was 25 and had three children. A budget of about $35 a week for groceries, so I needed to grow food. Yeah. <laughs> and fortunately for me, um, I didn't know anything about it, so I didn't think I could fail, so we just did it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and as the years went on, it became more important that everything I, I, I became organic completely, since now I actually knew what it was. Uh-huh. And in 2009, my oldest daughter died.
3: Aww.
4: And,
2: um... I realized that I wasn't living my dream. Mm. I wasn't living what I wanted to live. And so I quit a very good job, asked my husband if he could afford to pay the bills, (laughs) and we decided to set up um, Wings on the Wind Healing Arts Center and Sanctuary full-time and trust the universe to provide for us. And that's pretty much how we got to where we are today.
0: Wow, Wow, that's... uh... That's a powerful pass there, especially with the passing of a child. I'm sorry about that.
2: You know, uh, it, it's, it's a tremendous loss, and I miss her every day of my life. There's uh-huh. no doubt about it. But every day of my life I get to thank her because hmm. her passing, allowed us to actually fulfill a dream that was very important to us, which is living a healthy, self-sustainable lifestyle where everything is organic and we're incorporating healing into our gardens and Mm -hmm. reaching our community. And those things are very and very important to us.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what is Wings on the Wind Healing Arts Center and Sanctuary?
2: Basically, it's paradise. (laughs) Love
0: that. (laughs) Seriously.
2: Uh, We've actually had people stop by. One of our goals here is that our front yard area, Mm -hmm. we live on a private road, is kept... Um, It's filled with herbs and flowers and stuff, but it's it's a site of beauty for anybody who drives by so that they can gain a sense of peace. Mm. And we've actually had people stop and say, oh, my gosh, you have a piece of heaven here. And we're like, yes, we Mm. do. But what we are is we're an organic farm Uh who has interactive animals for healing and a Genesis crystal and art classes and counseling, which all incorporate within our gardens. Uh Wow. (laughs) And. We are here to help people find them their own personal happiness and to learn to eat healthy and grow their own food and learn survival skills uh, in case like the grid went down Mm -hmm. and, and how to help others learn those same things. That's what we do here. Like the art, for example, I have a student right now who I'm counseling and the best way to get her to talk is to teach her new art projects. Oh, nice. And so she, so she learns how to paint. She learns how to work with sculpture. She learns. She works in my gardens with me. Um, she even comes and now and works with my alpacas once a week. Uh, the alpacas, another part of the garden, the farm, mm-hmm. that are extremely awesome because um, one of the main reasons we've got them is our youngest child is high functioning, uh, has high functioning autism, mm-hmm. and they calm her down. And so we figured oh. if they calmed her down. <laughs> they would calm other, other people, people down. down. And so they're wonderful when somebody's extremely upset or stressed to sit them in the middle of the field
1: mm-hmm. and let
2: the alpacas come to them and work on the healing. <laughs> wow. or to give, Or to give them something I've made, like a, a, I call them critters, but they're stuffed animals made completely of alpaca fiber, which is extremely soft and cuddly. Uh-huh. And when somebody holds on to that, it gives them a, a real sense of peace. Because they've met the animal that created the fiber, and now they're holding it, and then they can feel the love of the animal. And so it's another healing process. Wow. Um, And then um, I have something called a genesis crystal, and I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. I don't. Okay. It is a sacred geometric uh, sculpture Mm -hmm. that is used as a tool for manifestation, and its shape is perfectly aligned with nature. Oh. It generates an energy vortex that amplifies the intentions of those in its presence. It sort of like becomes an antenna that attracts, cleanses, balances and amplifies the energy of the person or the property or wherever it's at. huh. And we have two of them. We have one that's in our home and we always have it set with the intention of love. And then we have a, a large one that we built out of copper that sits in our garden, one of our gardens. Right. And you can sit in it. So if you came to my home, say, after a really stressful day at work. Right. And you w- really just wanted to talk, but you didn't feel like to talk. The very first thing I would do would be like, Greg, come down to the uh, garden area by the river and get in the crystal. Oh, my And gosh. just sit. And allow the energy to just take away your days, hmm. whatever it was, and fill you with love. And then when you're, when you're feeling more at peace, then we'll talk. Uh-huh. So it's it's this awesome t- tool that works with nature, and is just that empowers people to find the love within themselves. Wow. And one of its other benefits uh-huh. is that, especially the one we built, it's about seven foot in circumference. Right. That it emanates an energy of love for up to three miles. Oh wow! <laughs> so for that. us, we, we have it radiating out to our entire community in a in a three mile. Circumference, wow! But another thing we use our gardens for, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and which is really awesome, you know. Then we grow massive herbs, massive medicinal, yeah. Okay, and and we make salves and soaps and toothpaste and and uh, cough syrups and you name it. If we can make it or we can (laughs) put it together for you, we do. And then of course there's food right, which is exactly. From, exactly. We grow everything um which is always healthier for you than anything you can purchase at a store. Amen. So and now that I've heard from your podcast with uh Cecilia I think it was uh-huh. uh oh my that gosh. they can add 241 chemicals to organic I food I I I I nearly had a heart attack right then. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I know. I was very upset about that. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sorry you were upset and I'm glad you now know it.
2: Oh, I me too. I was yeah. I was wonderful information that was shared because yeah. I don't think anybody even assumed that was possible.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So But anyway, I want I, I actually want to I want to stop you because I you've you've referred to your sanctuary, your spaces of sanctuary, uh paradise. Um <laughs> so uh, first of all, how many acres do you have?
2: We have 3.2 acres.
0: Nice. So and it's on you said it's on a private road
2: it is on a private road we, there's about we have about ten neighbors I guess up the road maybe maybe 15 now but yeah nice. we're on a private road
0: nice so I'm driving to your house right now and I pull into your driveway what am I what's what am I looking at what's this space like tell us about your space
2: okay when you drive up to our house the first thing you see is a sign for wings on the wind healing art center and sanctuary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you see then you see these signs that I've painted that say peace, love, serenity, that have elves and gnomes and butterflies <laughs> on them. Okay. And, uh, and chimes. And in the front are the alpacas and their barn. So that's one of the very first things you see driving oh, up
0: to the property. okay, good. The barn. And then, love it.
2: And then we have this massive rock garden. We grow rocks here, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of giant granite
1: in the oh. front yard.
2: Okay. We have green beans and squashes and flowers and herbs. And so basically we had permaculture before we knew what permaculture was.
0: Love that. In our
2: our front yard. And then we have a front porch and deck, and then we have a back porch and deck, and Mm -hmm. then we have three side gardens. And if you go down, we have a – if you walk out – if you go down the front and go out to the first side garden – you'll see a bunch of grapes and vegetables and herbs nice. and then we have a sac, and then we have a sacred circle mm-hmm. and another seating area and a uh-huh. sacred circle to honor the four directions oh, and the, the elements of the earth and a place for someone to lay down and get grounded mm-hmm. or just walk barefoot it's our only grass area and that's you know actual grass area right. so that people can take off their shoes and just connect with Mother Earth, and then as you walk around that and you go down the stairs to the lower property and out the fence, there's this huge um, play area for the children that looks sort of like a park, and you cross mm-hmm. over that, and we have our lower garden where we have uh, a, a good portion of our major food and our, our fruit orchard, mm-hmm. and, well, part of our fruit orchard, and then we have a drag well that's um, run with a solar pump. And oh. gravity-fed to a, uh, a water tower, mm-hmm. so we can gravity feed that garden. Wow!
1: Um,
2: and then if you walk to the back side of that garden, you'll hit our first meadow on the river. <laughs> wow! And then you come up, you come up that road, and then you hit our our other backside of our house, which has more gardening space <laughs> and, and has the Genesis crystals and um, wow. our office and our art studio and you walk past that and then you hit our chicken coop
4: oh yay uh, chickens
2: <laughs> and then you go past that and then we have two acres on the upper part of the property that is all besides some olive trees and um vinca and uh, privets is all n- nature all wild still and we um throw out excess seeds at the end of the year. <laughs> to- to allow whatever to grow, grow right. there, and feed the wildlife. Got it. That's a Got basic. It. I mean. No, no, that's
0: that's great. Wow, I, I'd love, um, love, love, love to see it. It's it's, uh, yeah, it sounds like a spectacular space.
2: It absolutely is. When I uh, when I was looking for property, and I had no idea you needed gardening space, and so it was full of. If it still is full of trees mm-hmm. and the river. My son was six months old at the time, and I, all I could think about was, this is going to be a wonderful place to raise kids, to mm. allow them to run, play, and, mm-hmm. and be free in nature. I never knew I was going to fill it with so many gardens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been there?
2: Uh, this coming March, I will have been here 28 years. Wow. Yeah, it's so my moved, first and only,
0: you, only home. You moved, you moved there in uh, 1988?
2: Eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah,
0: I've been yeah. here. I've been here at the Urban Farm since September of eighty nine. So,
2: you know, yeah. and I love it, and I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Oh, um, I'm so blessed by it, and we're so blessed with. Like I said, um, when we started the gardening, I had no idea I could fail. I, um, <laughs> I,
4: we're going to talk I about that in a little that. while.
2: I grew plants in the house uh-huh. and uh, abundantly, so I figured if I grew something outside, it would grow abundantly, too, yeah. and nature must have liked me or something, because it's literally allowed me to grow prolifically all these years and just continue to expand. I started with a space, because I had to do a lot of clearing, I started with a space about 9 by 12 with my first garden. Oh, <laughs> and, on on and three now, and a half acres. Yeah, and now I have over an acre worth of of gardening space yeah. with food and herbs and flowers because it takes us about if I do it by myself it takes about 4 hours to water all of it and if mm-hmm. I do it with my husband we can get it done in 2. 2. Yeah. So Wow. <laughs> yeah, we it's it's changed quite a bit from when I first started here.
0: Oh, I'll bet. When did you start calling it Wings on the Wind Healing Arts Center and Sanctuary?
2: Um in 2009. I had had the name Wings on the Wind um, since about 1998, mm-hmm. but like I said, after my daughter died, it was time to just go full-time to sharing the things I have to help others heal themselves, and so I actually sat down and made myself, painted myself a big sign that says Wings on the Wind Healing Art Center and Sanctuary. Uh-huh. And the reason Sanctuary was added to it, because at that same year, um, I had signed up to become a sanctuary for the monarch butterflies
0: oh
2: nice um, to designate a a specific area of our property to grow milkweeds and flowers and specific plants that they come to because they they're they're almost gone when i first moved here we had monarchs galore and Mm -hmm. then in at that at that time, in 2009, I hadn't seen a monarch in like four years, wow. and I was just so frustrated. So I, I found out what I needed, and we we signed up and we became a sanctuary for the monarchs and started building them. And I had my first three this year. Yay! <laughs> first three, <laughs> yes, so excited. But we're not only a, a sanctuary for the monarchs; we're a sanctuary for, um, uh, for example, the alpacas.
4: Mm. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Take in alpacas that people have abused. And we take them over or um, I we had um, an infant one that wasn't its mom wasn't being able to feed it and nourish it. Right. And we it came to us for healing and ended up becoming part of our farm. Wow. And so we we take in all kinds of things and we take in lots of stray people, too. (laughs) (laughs) Understand that one. Are you familiar with the wolfing program? I am I have never done it. We have met we pick up hitchhikers and so we've met a couple people in it traveling through the uh-huh. county uh-huh. to their next destination and we we always give them a ride as far as we can. Yeah. We've never actually had them at their at our home although I would love to but because our 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 daughter is high functioning autism. Oh, right. uh-huh. Uh it's it she would do okay with somebody for like a day or or two or, mm-hmm. or just during the day. She doesn't care if people come for that. But if they actually stayed, it would interfere with her routine and that would be kind of... Got it. It, It'd be hard for her. She understands when I'm I'm working with clients, you know, helping with counseling or, or doing Reiki or, or something like that because she's part of those things and she knows right. how to do those
3: things. Yeah.
2: But the gardens are ours. She doesn't care if you eat from them. She doesn't care if you walk through them or meditate in them or do those. But somebody actually working in them besides us uh, would be probably challenging for her. Got it. <laughs> got it.
0: All right. Well, good. So let me just uh the woofing program is for those of you that don't know and we'll have some people I, I think we have somebody scheduled to come on and talk about it willing workers awesome. on organic farms is it's typically younger people that travel around the world no, although not always uh and in exchange for f- uh, room and board they uh work on the farm so it's a really cool program
2: it really is it's an awesome program yeah yeah.
0: So how does organic gardening relate to your center and how, how do you use it in the healing process of uh, working with people?
1: Well,
2: first off, every everything relates back to the body, the stress we put on the body, mm-hmm. the garbage we put in the body, the garbage we take out of the body. And if if we can't help someone reach uh, let's say uh, an emotional state, we can at least teach them how to reach a healthy food state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eating whole foods and eating things that you've grown yourself, especially things that have been grown with love, are so good for the body. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't even – we know this innately in ourselves, but now they have all this evidence that tells you this is good for you.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: the gardens, by being able to sell the produce or give it away to someone who's in need, um, allows them to learn about, oh my gosh, food really actually tastes like this?
3: um yeah. for example
2: we we're on our our fourth round of strawberries this time of year the young lady I'm counseling was over to work with the alpacas and she always comes up to see if there's anything else she can do mm-hmm. and there were strawberries we had just picked on the counter and she I said you can have some have some and she took a bite of one and she went oh my god I didn't know strawberries tasted like
0: that <laughs> right
2: Yes, not like the store, huh? Yeah. And so now, now now, you've opened this door of, well, then here's a reason why you should be growing your own food. Yeah. Just so you can find out what food actually tastes like. And it's so good for you and so much healthier for you. So the, the organ you can't help somebody to become healthy and happy if you're not healthy and happy yourself. So by having the food and the herbs growing and using them in our lives on a daily basis, we're, we're, we're living example of how to be healthy. We're not just, Oh, I'm telling you to do this. You need to do this. The science tells you to do this. No, we're living it. You know, it's, um, it's like we don't, um, we don't use electricity unless absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. we're, in our, our, our carbon footprint. We have a wood cook stove in our house. Oh, nice. we have, and today we made. Um, uh, let's see, we canned uh, watermelon pickles and made pumpkin muffins. And then outside on the smoker, we smoked salmon. Wow! <laughs> you know, and that that was just the morning's activities. Those are things right. you know, so that we're using from our farm mm-hmm. and 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 like in the smoker, we had an apple in our orchard this year devastating but our huge apple tree got extremely full so i pruned it all out it took off hundreds of apples right uh-huh. <laughs> and instead of the ones left growing bigger everywhere where i pulled off an apple six more grew oh wow. <laughs> and i'm not exaggerating so our apple tree our center trunk broke
3: this Aww. um
2: last month uh-huh. and most people would have just thrown those apples out Okay. Instead, yep. we took the apples that were early, right, and cut them all up, and they're in crocks right now, making apple cider apple vinegar. Apple cider
0: vinegar, yay! And the cores
2: and the um, which the cores and the peels, which I would normally make the apple cider vinegar, went to the deer and the alpacas and the chickens,
3: uh-huh.
2: and then the wood went into a pile for the smoker. For the smoker. So yep. when we exactly. So we could smoke fish. So even though it was devastating to us that this tree broke, Mm -hmm. because we we believe all things are alive, we were able to take every part of it and use it. And I still have hundreds of apples on this tree that I'm going (laughs) to harvest next week to make applesauce and apple butter and more apple cider vinegar. (laughs) Yeah. Which, apple cider vinegar is a healing um, Absolutely. um, you know that is really good for people so yeah. you know even you know oh, people are like oh it's devastating that yeah but this is what happened and this is the right. animals got fed it got fed yeah and look now i have some more of this so you can um have it to take home and and add to your tea <laughs>
0: yeah it became part of the process the, the your farm process that's perfect
2: there's nothing that goes to waste here; we repurpose, recycle everything yeah. we uh you you another thing if you walk around my property, you'll see lots of little black hills with plastic on them uh-huh. because I have like twenty compost piles <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: I have a couple of compost bins, but i I like piles, so <laughs> we have piles and then I just cover them okay, yeah. but everything here is part of the healing process everything from um being self sustainable from reducing our our carbon footprint um in the environment from helping the animals to helping people
3: mm-hmm.
2: to teaching people how to grow simple things tomatoes squashes or that or for growing herbs um i always know when i'm going to meet somebody who needs herbs because my plants outside start to procreate <laughs> oh, <laughs> and interesting. i will have I will have plenty to give away to put in their first gardens yeah. to give to them to say, here, these are the herbs that will be best for you medicinal-wise, or these are the best culinary herbs. Right. And um and it usually gets you started with a relationship with the people in your community.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, now I, they're not afraid to share with me. They're not afraid to talk to me. Right. They're not afraid to tell me yep. about it. Yeah. And that is important to us, building communities who can support one another, mm-hmm. not only... Um, Food-wise, but emotional-wise, education-wise, yeah. uh, it, it's so important. I'm sorry I'm rambling. <laughs> no,
0: no. Oh, my gosh. you kidding? It, it, I completely agree with you. Absolutely. So you seem extremely grateful.
2: Oh, yes. Absolutely. So why,
0: and and I, my sense is, is that there's, there's a reason for this gratitude. And can you talk about
2: that? I, I, there's lots of reasons why I'm grateful for everything in my life, mm-hmm. but gratitude is the most important thing for co-creating your life and your happiness. Mm-hmm. If if you are not grateful for the things you have, you don't get more of them. Mm. You, get, you get, you get stumped. So gratitude is so important to me. Um, but I think you're probably referring to my daughter Shantae and, and her death And allowing Mm. me to be able to do this full time Mm. because Mm -hmm. her passing allowed me to say, hey, wait a minute. I need to be living my life purpose. I need to be helping people and working in the garden. I need to work in the garden. And her her dying uh, put me in that direction. And now every day I I, I thank her and I thank the universe Mm -hmm. that I'm in my gardens every day that I'm helping people every day, that although I I lost somebody I love tremendously, she gave me the gift of so many more people to love, so many more people to help, and and the gift of realizing just how short our lives uh, are and how important it is to be living our truth. And everybody's truth is different. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no one solid thing. But for me, happiness comes from inside. It's not something you can get outside yourself. You, first, yeah. you have to find your happiness within yourself. Yeah. Well, mine has been there for years, but it's been like, I want to be in the gardens. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and it's always been, no, you, you know, you need to have a job. You need to be working in the public. You need to be interacting with the public. And... Her her dying said no you don't you can do this different and you can do this better and and I'm extremely grateful for that yeah. <laughs> extremely yeah. grateful
0: you know I get uh, people call me out a lot say God you're happy and yes. my response always always, always. It, my response always for them is you know what when I wake up in the morning I have a choice
2: yes exactly and I, everybody. Know,
0: even, even if I'm not feeling well, even if, you know, something's going on, I still have a choice. And some days it's harder to choose than others. <laughs> but, you know, and that's what I, I encourage everybody out there. Look at your choices that you're making because there's, yeah.
2: That's one of the things we teach here is is taking responsibility for everything in your life Uh and people are always like well it's not my fault that the car turned that way well actually it's not your fault that the car turned that way but it is your fault that you were there because you chose to drive down that road but but everything we do is a choice every footstep we take every path we take is a choice we we choose to eat healthy or we choose not to eat healthy Mm -hmm. we choose to be kind or we choose not to be kind yeah. we choose to help the planet or we choose not to help the planet and if you say well i'm only one person and i can't make a difference then you you're choosing to not make a difference yeah. not because you can't one person turns into it's there's not even six degrees separation anymore it's like two right exactly <laughs> you know
0: exactly right
2: and so every step we make to do something positive for Mm -hmm. somebody else or something Mm -hmm. or the planet or animals impacts the next person and the next person impacts the next one. So choice is so important and not doing something is a choice too. And I think that's where people forget that you chose not to do anything. Right. That's still a choice.
0: (laughs) When I, I, I live one of those interesting lives where yes, I do have a choice, but I don't really have a choice about doing this in the world. <laughs> I've tried to walk away over the past. Cause I've been, I've planted my first garden in 1975. That's 41 years ago. I know, which is pretty awesome by the way. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. And in the nineties, I got into technology in the late eighties and early nineties, I got into technology and I tried to walk away from all this. And it just, you know, within about a decade, I was right back, you know, teaching people how to grow their own food and growing my own food. And, So in many ways, I, I feel like I, I mean, I know I could walk away, but this is my heart's work. This is what I'm supposed to be doing on the planet. And you know, that's just the way it is for me. I can't do anything else.
2: That's right. If you want to maintain your personal balance, your personal truth, you have to continue to do those things. For example, uh, we have people on a regular basis that you do know we live in the 21st century. I said, yes, I absolutely do know you we live in the twenty first century. But I also know that cooking on my old wood cook stove brings us together as a family. Yeah. And I have this great conversation piece when people walk into my home yep. and they just because they find it so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and I'm lessening my impact on using electricity. Um so and I'm happy
3: yeah. <laughs> using yeah. this stuff.
2: Eat, we have an outdoor kitchen you know we get hot here in the summer just like you right. not as hot as you but we do get hot yep. and when it's 110 outside you, you want to keep the house closed and especially us because we don't have air conditioner and you don't want to be using a wood cook stove so we exactly. built an outdoor kitchen with another wood cook stove that we can use and we have a sun oven that we nice. use and, and um and then the barbecues and the smoker and stuff but we love our kitchen cook stove so much that we have a tendency to cook in our house in the middle of July <laughs> <laughs> because it is a it, we love the smells that mm-hmm. permeate throughout the house and mm-hmm. at throughout the yards and and if most people have never cooked in one, so you don't know the difference right. between cooking and electric i've done both and there's a there's a there's a piece about it, and mm-hmm. there's a there's this connection to our ancestors about. The things that they went through to establish oh this gosh, country yes. for
0: us, absolutely. You
2: know, so so for us, it's 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 very it's very peaceful, mm-hmm. and or they're or they're like, oh my gosh, you don't have any air conditioning? Well, we did, but we pulled it out. Mm-hmm. And how can you do that? Well, because we insulated everything, and mm-hmm. we trust nature to keep our house cool. So we we haven't had air conditioning in five years now. I think wow, and uh, um, and everybody's just like comes into the house how is your house so cool well we took advantage of nature last night and left all the windows open and and closed it up by eight this morning and now it's cool (laughs)
0: yeah and i was and i'm sure you planted shade right
2: well i don't have to plant shade um (laughs) it just grows i I have, I have like three varieties of oaks and three varieties oh of pine uh-huh. and cedars and manzanitas and madrone and wild walnut trees and I actually um, in 1990 I think it was took out 17 uh, giant pines on my property uh-huh. and you can't tell they were ever here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many you, other trees. Yeah, there's so many other trees and people are amazed that we have so many gardens because we have so many trees. They, they're like, how do you have enough sun? Mm-hmm. We've just figured out where the sun is at what times of, years mm-hmm. at time really of year. i really important. and, yep. and, 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 plant it in those areas. <laughs> so, right. and there's always, and there's always something to plant somewhere. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But, um, no, we, the, we, I'm not kidding, Greg, we live in paradise. <laughs> I, Somebody was looking over me 27 years ago, 28 years ago when I walked this property and knew that I would appreciate living here because I do. Uh, And of course that I'm spoiled too because we do have the river when we're not in drought running through our back. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So
0: how far far are you from a town or a city?
2: Well, I actually live in a sort of town (laughs) called Mount Ockham. We have a a post office, a restaurant and, and our store is the, the feed store, the tire store, the true value, the grocery store. (laughs) So in Mount Ockham and then the next closest town is about 10 miles. Uh And then a city, an actual city is about 23 miles. (laughs) All right. So you're not, you're not out in the middle of nowhere by any means. No, we're not out in the middle of nowhere. We're, uh, but we're far enough out where I, – I never go to town. I'm not i uh, – I'd rather people come here and I get to talk about stuff than actually have to go into town and deal with energies. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah no My husband
3: goes
2: to town uh, and I stay home unless absolutely necessary. <laughs> yeah. But we um, – yeah, yeah. So if the closest hospital, which is is an important thing, is like twenty three miles from here. So, but since we grow, like probably I think we're probably up to about eighty percent of our food. Wow. Now, yeah, it, it might be a little bit more, but I'm pretty sure it's at least eighty uh-huh. percent. We don't have to go to town very often, yeah. and because we uh, removed, um, or we reduced. Uh, Dairy, like milk and um, yep. cr- butter and cheeses and meat, and to ten percent of our diet. Mm-hmm. That's all. We never go past that. There's no reason for us to go anywhere because we can and we dry foods and we um, uh, we do everything. Oh yeah. my gosh! Like this year, my husband has made me drying racks. Oh uh, nice. That go in one of my greenhouses uh-huh. for my for my regular herbs, and we took and they're like um, two and a half by two and a half, and they're about two inches high. And he put and they're on a rack. And we took them this year, and we put them on um, boards and sawhorses out on our back deck to sun dry tomatoes. We stacked them because I could put the screen one screen on top of the other to right. keep all the bugs off tomatoes. So we're sun drying tomatoes, and I thought, wow, I should try and sun dry zucchini.
0: Oh, did it work?
2: <laughs> so, it did. It worked fabulous.
0: Nice.
2: <laughs> so, so we made these awesome zucchini chips and now they're my daughter's favorite food. Uh, so uh-oh. I was like, okay, I'm going I'm going to get a dehydrator, which yep. makes even better zucchini chips, right? Oh yeah. And uh and you can eat two handfuls of zucchini which will be about two and a half um zucchinis, right? Right. And your mom's not going to yell at you for eating chips. <laughs> <laughs> and uh because they're all veggie completely you know we add some garlic we add garlic powder chili powder and um onion powder to them or maybe some dill and that's her favorite food wow she just she she loves them and and it's it's really exciting because we everything we we dry everything and cook everything and Mm can everything and freeze everything Mm -hmm. and it's just i mean we bought our first freezer in Ten years because uh, we decided. Well, yeah, as so long as much. we only f- we we well we do a lot. We were canning so much and yeah. drying so much. Uh-huh. We thought, God, it would be really nice if we could just like freeze the fruit for the smoothies. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or, exactly. Right. And um, so we, we decided, okay, we'll go ahead and get a freezer back into our property. But, like, we also have solar panels that we're getting ready to install. This is our last thing of being self-sufficient. Um, for one plug-in, I know that sounds funny, uh-huh, no. but everything – we use so little power. Mm-hmm. but if if the grid went down we would at least have one plug-in so i could right. use my dehydrator and yeah, um exactly and vacuum my floor once in a while but <laughs> <laughs> well we have mostly wood floors so i don't need to vacuum but we do have I, people you're gonna laugh i live in the country in the dirt and i have white carpets and white furniture oh my gosh <laughs>
0: what were you thinking
2: um i like white like and light? There i'm you go. A, and i'm a kind of a clean freak Mm -hmm. (laughs) i admit it and but i I like light and so white is good for me oh Oh, nice (laughs) i have lots of windows in my home so that i can see my gardens all the way around good um you stand on my front porch you you look at my front and side garden and my alpacas you stand on my back porch you look at my lower gardens my side garden and the river in it's full oh yeah oh that drought nature so, you know, we're in a drought in California. Yep. yep. And my river has for the, gone dry three years in a row this year. Uh-huh. This year we'll make it the third. And we have to conserve water for, um, we don't have to this year, but we do still, to, you know, for the future. Mm-hmm. And it was mandatory 25%. Well, because we own a farm and we have livestock, we're not, our water district did not require us to. Um, conserve water but mm-hmm. our feeling is we're part of the community we do the same thing as everybody else
4: right you conserve. so
2: I, I i've got three quarters acres worth of food growing i've got the alpacas of the chickens and my husband and i are like okay we're only allowed to water twice a week we need to reduce our thing by 25 percent. we need to talk to nature and the Devas and the elementals and tell them what's going on and 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 give save our 25 percent. and everybody's like you guys aren't going to be able to do it and so that's what we did. We talked to the Davis and the nature and the elementals, and we told them we can water on, uh, I think it was uh, Tuesday and Saturday were our watering days. Uh-huh. Those are the only days we can water. And um, and we did it. And, so, and all of our, our gardens last year were the most prolific they've ever been. <laughs>
0: Isn't that amazing? Not. And and of course. All... It, it's like, oh, how usual, right?
2: Right? Yeah. And we save 30% versus 25 on our water.
0: Nice. nice. And all
2: because we interacted with nature and said, Hey, this is yep. what we have going on and you know how to take care of this stuff. Help us. Help us. Yeah. And, and they did. We we can't do it better than nature. We need nature to interact with us. Yeah. And uh,
3: um,
2: so everything's possible. You know, even when you you don't have large resources for water or this or that, you mm-hmm. can grow big, prolific gardens by permaculture, by working with nature, mm-hmm. by Getting trusting your gut. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and just mulching. You know, there Lots there's of so mulch. many things. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, it's just it's awesome, especially working with nature. I love working with nature. Beautiful.
0: So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shift on you, and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed. I know you don't like the word. How you <laughs> overcame that failure and what you learned from it, and really, you know, really, what we're interested in here is the learning.
2: You know, I I think my biggest. If I, I don't have any failures, like you said, I don't, I don't agree with that word. I think we all make mistakes and we learn from them. Yeah. But, um, I, my previous marriage was not a good one. Mm. Uh, it was, and because of that, I stopped trusting in myself and stopped believing in myself and my truth.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, so if you're going to talk about a failure, letting go of my own beliefs, letting go of what m- made me happy, that. Was a, a a big thing, and so when I walked away from that, I realized I had done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While you're in it, you don't realize you've right. done it. Exactly, you just shut down. But when you walk away from it and you look back, and so what I learned from it was to no matter what my circumstances,
4: mm-hmm. no
2: matter how bad a relationship I might be in, or no matter what a job situation might be, or even a child die, that I was never ever going to not live my truth again. Yeah. I think that, that that's probably where I failed the most and and where I learned the most in my whole life was yeah. stick to what you know is best for you mm-hmm. as long as it does no harm to anybody else. Yeah.
0: I had a friend yesterday. She's in the midst of getting a divorce. And she said, I'm reclaiming myself.
2: Exactly
0: powerful powerful words and and it doesn't even have to be in the face of getting a divorce but that's right stand up and stand up and reclaim yourself
2: we are no use to anybody if we aren't good to ourselves yeah you know the most important thing is love thyself first and everything else afterwards and i don't mean in an egotistical way no not at all you have to love yourself to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically. Yeah. And so, yes, reclaiming yourself is very, very important. And for me, yeah. that was probably my biggest lesson in life because you don't realize that you can let people take your power. And again, we're not talking power, money or, or any of that. Your personal power mm-hmm. of being happy and living an abundant life, yeah. uh, it, it eeps away slowly if you're not paying attention. <laughs>
0: that <laughs> is the case. So... On the tails of that, what do you consider your biggest success?
2: My biggest success? You know, I've been thinking about this question for weeks, and my whole life is a success. Um, Love it. You know, I I, I mean, I have wonderful children. I have wonderful grandchildren. I live in paradise. Mm -hmm. I have an awesome marriage. I'm, I'm living my dream of helping people on, on emotional, physical, spiritual Mm -hmm. level. My being alive is, is my success because I, I, everything about my life is so awesome. Mm. And so the, and there is not one thing I would change and people and I, and people look at my life because I've been through a lot of things and yeah. say, oh, sure, no, because if I changed one thing, I wouldn't, wouldn't be where be I am, you know, right where I'm at. today.
0: You know, I, I have an absolutely incredible woman in my life. She showed up about three and a half years ago. And just like in the past 24 hours, I acknowledged her. I said, you know, thank you for making all the choices you made, all of them, the hard ones and the easy ones to get to a place. And for me, too, to get to a place where we could meet and come together and be partners, and so I hear you.
2: Absolutely. See, my my husband and I are the best friends and the best partners mm-hmm. in the world. I, I just had a neighbor the other day go, "I've never seen anybody in sync the <laughs> way you two are with each other, and with your gardens, and with your kids, and and with us." And yeah. and what more can you ask for in life than that? It's it, I don't need money or any of that. I just I just need this happiness and this peace and this yeah. and to work in my gardens every day. The,
0: yeah, we call that farm time here at the urban farm. <laughs> Go get yeah, lost in farm love- time.
2: And see, unlike you, I have lots of places where we, you can just sit and meditate in my right. gardens that are along the river oh. and whatnot. So, and we have rules that you have to have downtime every day. Oh, nice. You have to take time yeah. to spend in the gardens, not working. You you can't can't harvest anything. You can't pull any weeds. You can, you you just have just to sit in and. Sit. and enjoy.
0: Yeah. Nice, nice. So, what drives you?
2: Love. Love for myself, love for my family, love for humanity, love for the planet, love for nature. Love is my un, hmm. only driving force. Um, okay. I, I, I I can't can, imagine anything else making yeah. me to motivate besides love. I can absolutely hear that.
0: So I'm all about <laughs> education. I have to know, is there one book or maybe oh, four? That
2: Probably. Have been, you know, I... I, I'm like you Greg I love to read Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't read necessarily to add something to my life but I love to hear what people are teaching mm-hmm. um, and so I've read lots and lots of books over the years and I was trying to downsize it for you guys and I couldn't get past the four so I'll <laughs> okay, give you good. four
0: alright perfect okay
2: one of them is Paralanda Garden Workbook
0: oh my gosh of course
2: do you have you read it?
0: I I have not read it in its entirety but I know of it.
2: Okay, and that's working with nature's intelligence
4: mm-hmm.
2: by Michelle Small Wright. Yep. The next one, you guys I'm probably sh- may never have heard of. It's called Survival Skills of Native California.
4: Oh. And
2: it's by Paul Campbell. Cam Yeah, Campbell. Mm-hmm. And not with a b but with a p p e l l. And uh it's uh about how the Native Americans of California survive off the land, okay, mm-hmm. from using acorns and the, the, the soap balls and, and, and everything else. And it's a wonderful um, book for, let's say, the grid went down
4: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: and you needed to know how to find food where you didn't know how to find it mm-hmm. or in the desert or – all right, so Survival Skills of Native California, written by the Indians about the things of wow. how they came – took care of this stuff wonderful stuff
0: interesting you should say that i've got one of those for the desert here and it's an ancient book yeah
2: yes they're totally great the next one is ancient also but it's accumulation of ancient books it doesn't have an author it's called country wisdom and know-how oh everything you need to know to live off the land and it's by story publishers oh
0: god i love story publishers
2: okay well it's it, they used to put out little pamphlets for farmers yep. and homesteaders. I have well, a huge stack this, of them. Okay. Well, this is a book of an accumulation of all of them. Good. Cool. <laughs> and it has everything from organic gardening to building chicken coops to skinning animals to gathering water. Uh-huh. I mean, everything you would need to know to to run a homestead. Wow. And, and yeah. the last one is called The Trust Frequency, The High Road to Happiness. Uh-huh. And it's by Andrew Cameron Bailey and Connie Baxter Marlowe. And it's about living on the trust frequency, which is love and abundance. Trusting
0: Trusting that what's going to be there to take care of you will be there.
2: it's 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 actually it's um it's co-creating a new paradigm and removing the old assumptions of how we live our lives right now and realizing that you already live on it that you that we live in a trusting universe that is full of love full of abundance and you just have to tap into it nice and it's and it's a really simple book for people Mm -hmm. to start to learn that concept
0: yeah wow what's it called
2: again it's called The Trust Frequency, trust. The High Road to Happiness. Nice. And, um, yeah, it's an, Greg, you're, you would want to read that book. Yeah, you I, would I love was going
0: to say that. Well, I have to be honest with you. Part of the reason I ask every person that comes on the show is because I want new reading material. So, yay. <laughs> so what one final piece of advice do you have for our listeners?
2: Never be afraid to do anything.
4: Mm.
2: Uh, just jump in and do it. Uh, and I and I'll give you an example. Please. Um it says I'm an author and I wrote a book and it's not widely published because mm-hmm. it's self-published. Um and I didn't want to write that book. But my intuition kept telling me I was supposed to and mm-hmm. I was supposed to and I was supposed to. and the book A Pocketful of Angels is actually about incorporating the angels into your life and it was written because that's how my daughter with autism uh, functions. She carries right. the angels with her every day. And I, when I finally wrote the book, I was like, Oh my God. Okay. I did this. And I now have a book in Ireland. (laughs) Okay. And people are like, really? Yeah. And it's just a small little book. It's, it's, it's nothing fancy, but we don't know whose lives we're supposed to touch. We don't know what the things we do working in the garden, growing produce, Mm -hmm. growing herbs, learning a new skill, how it's going to, positively affect somebody else. Yeah. So just do it. I mean, whatever your intuition is telling you, mm-hmm. do it because it might change somebody's life around the world. And that's so important. Or you might make a new friend around the world, which yeah. is even more important. Like Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah you know, I was she didn't she it was funny because she wanted a book but because I, I don't know about if you know this, the duties in oh, yeah. the postage mm-hmm. are horrible. Yeah. Right? And she and she had liked my um liked my book on Facebook mm-hmm. and, and I was like, Well, I'll send you one and she was like, No you won't and I'm like, Yes, I I'll just send you one. It's if you if if you feel like you're supposed to have this book, then I'll send it to you. Yeah. And she was so grateful, you know, and um mm. and those that that's where we make a difference. You know, that's where we make a difference. It's like your show. You share so much information. And for some people, all the information is relevant. For other people, one show is going to be relevant, Yeah. you know, but that's all that matters because you don't quit doing it because, oh, 10,000 people liked it today. You, you, you It doesn't matter it. if it's one
4: yeah.
2: or or 10. It's we, we want to reach who's supposed to be reached. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so.
0: How true is that? Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Storm. It has been a treat getting to chat with you.
2: Thank you very much for having me, Greg. I I appreciate you allowing us to share our garden. You know, I share it here. I share it here in the community, but sharing it a little bit more global or or however far your little show goes, I think is important because. We're we're only going to save this planet and this and humanity one person at a time, yeah. and I think it's going to be through our gardens. Yeah. So. That's
0: what I say. So, how can our listeners <laughs> get a hold of you?
2: Okay. Well, I do have um, a web page, mm-hmm. uh, wingsonthewind.com, dot com, where we sell our our alpaca fiber products and cool. stuff. And uh-huh. if they wanted to talk to me personally, they can do it through that page, or they could. Um, I guess it's Stormy Kirk with a Y, you know, just like the weather mm-hmm. at Yahoo.com. Perfect. So, and, but let me before I, you know, you can go ahead and put it up there. But let let me people know I'm not a computer person, <laughs> not because I don't. Know, no, I know how to use it. My husband has a business in it. I I'm prolific. I just computer yard, computer yard. You know, the computer loses every time. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Especially here, because yeah. our our farm is a full-time business. Yeah. And so...
0: <laughs> well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. Decades ago, I started growing food in my front and backyard, and I realized that my mission in life is to inspire and empower others to grow their own nutrient-dense, healthy, organic food. Because of this, a lot of people have come to me with their gardening questions over the years. And that got me thinking, what if we put together a community that would help budding gardeners blossom? So I finally made the idea a reality with my Urban Farm You member program. Each month, your membership includes three live online events, a monthly class, a chit chat with an expert, and a monthly coaching session, plus access to the experts on our member page and a significant discount on our signature courses. I'm deeply committed to transforming our global food system, and I do this by empowering you to grow your own food. The Urban Farm Membership Program is a simple way to get going. Please join me in transforming your food system today. To learn more, go to UrbanFarmMembership.org or text MEMBERSHIP to 33444. That's UrbanFarmMembership.org or text MEMBERSHIP to 33444.